Welcome back to the Mailbag on the Super Tuesday Recap. It's your host, Chris and Deepom here on a... Uh, it's Halloween. doesn't feel like Halloween because it feels like all of 2020 was Halloween. So... <laughs> spooky season uh, just you know <laughs> like right like does <laughs> what does halloween even mean in 2020 at this point like it, every, i feel like everybody should it should be opposite day where everybody just does normal shit i feel like jason's like drinking coffee like i don't even want to do it like, right right it feels weird like i feel like i'm picking on the slow kid like right. i don't want to do this right yeah i'm not i'm not doing this shit so Anyway, uh, it's it's uh, it's a mailbag, so we're going to uh, we have one email coming in, and we'll talk about some some news stories. It wasn't gonna be a it wasn't gonna be a Snyder Cut day, but you know what? They motherfuckers just can't can't stop talking. So what can I say? I I really need to see if we can track listeners if Zack Snyder listens, right? Because it's always like the back half of the month, and it's always something so dumb I can't ignore it. Right. Like it'd be one thing it was like mm, Zack Snyder stuff this toe. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Well, Zack Snyder says Dark Side wears a skirt. I don't care. Like, <laughs> sure. But like Zack Snyder's flying in three new actors for principal photography and adding villains to this allegedly finished fucking movie. Yes, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> We're gonna get to and all this. Because that, okay, we will get to it, I promise. But, yeah. but because Zack Snyder is now like a financial ecosystem unto himself, and you can't not cover him, we have people writing things like, Deathstroke deserves a solo movie regardless of what happens with the, the Snyder Cut. And I'm like, Deathstroke never deserved a solo movie. What are we doing? I hate it. I hate it, Chris. Let's go. Sorry. I apologize. That's gonna if you're wondering how the tone and tenor of this episode is gonna be when we get to that part of the show, that's what I'm that's my starting point. Here we go. Furious. Here's what I'm gonna do. Furious. If you want to hear us give credit to DC, go listen to the poll list. We had some very great things to say, albeit there were some things that we were kind of nervous about. But overall, we had a great discussion about DC Comics and what Scott Snyder's doing over there with uh with death metal, uh with his Justice League run and their anti crisis crisis run um right now. Go listen to that. Swear to God. And even Future Slate. We have some good things to say about Future Slate, even though we don't believe that DC's going to stick to it. We have Yo, great things to say. Tomorrow, Young Justice hits HBO Max, and I know what I'm doing with my Sunday. We have great things to say. So, just keep that in mind. We didn't want to do any of this. Anyway, here's the email. Um, <clears throat> one of these days, I will get these in uh, before the 27th of the month. Uh, how are you guys doing? I have taken a back burner into looking into rumors, but I wanted to get right into the questions. So I forget them. Have you guys noticed that the recent casting news, uh, Moon Knight is a character that I very recently got into, comes off as a Batman type, but, with op- but is openly suffering from a disorder, which made him, made me read his book with, uh, with a, um, what made me read his book was a line that says something along the lines of, I wear white at night so my enemies can see me coming. And he's a character asking for smoke at that level, uh, I can get behind. I know it's a TV show, but introducing characters like that make me realize Marvel is not taking their foot off the gas at any point. I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see the show. Yeah, we definitely have to know to talk about that um, in, a, in a minute, but did you want to say something? Oh, you want to, do you want to deal with it in the email, or do you want to say it for like the body of the podcast? Um, we can deal with it right now in the email, because some of these things we're going to... A lot of this email is going to cover a lot of the things we're going to say in the, the whole podcast. So, and we only have one email, so we can actually go about these one at a time. So, yeah. Um, what do you want to say about that? Is the rumor true? So again, like all this other stuff, and it's, it's just like the Jonathan Major, Majors one. Um, yeah. Until you actually get like Marvel themselves actually announcing the cast, it's just one of those they're in talks. So right. the, the and for those who don't know, what we're talking about Oscar Isaac is in talks to play Moon Knight. Um, that Allegedly. is. 
Allegedly uh, in talks. Allegedly in talks. I, I, I usually believe that the in talks are there because in talks can mean multiple. Because there were also some other names that were dropped, but out of the, all of them, right. it felt like, I'm not going to lie, out of all the names that were dropping, I was like, it's Oscar Isaacs, but whatever. Well, the first two dropped. Who were the first two names? There were two names that I was very nonplussed by. I one was uh, David uh, Diggs, I believe was one of yep. them. And no then, on and then um, I can't remember the other one. The problem with both. So, so here's the other thing about those. Like, who says it also matters. So Very the much. two other the two other names that dropped came from so- sites that had no you've never heard of before and had actually no real sources. The Oscar Isaac ones came from like Variety. I'm looking at an article right now on Rotten Tomatoes. It actually came from like actual outlets. So. I'm not saying that maybe those two weren't in talks at some point, and maybe at some point they were, but once something, a name like Oscar Isaacs hits, especially on the Marvel side, once those names come out as in talks, it usually, usually goes through. Because by the time it hits the, the major trades, they've done their work. Somebody, you know, they're, they're talking to maybe not the actor and the rep directly, but they're talking to somebody else who at least knows that talks are going on. You know, it's the same thing that happened with uh, Ryan Coogler for Black Panther when it came out that they were in talks. It wasn't that it was a final deal, but they were definitely in talks, right? Right. And so, I, I and so I'm more likely to lean to the idea that Oscar Isaac's is there for that for talks, okay. um, just because of the outlets that said that. Not saying that the other two, like I like yeah. uh, Divi Diggs. He's on. Um, I recently watched him. Was watching him on um, Snowpiercer. So could he work? Yes, he's he's a great actor. It, it could definitely work. Obviously, you know, if you have a choice between him and Oscar Isaac, you pick Oscar Isaac. I mean, this is not. I mean, come on. This is. I mean, come on. We had a conversation yesterday about the the whole um, pick one Chris thing uh, yesterday on the Nerd Off, and we were just like, I mean, I understand. You know, Chris Pratt might be a little upset, and other people were a little upset that Chris Pratt wasn't was picked there. But like, you're going up against Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, and 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 Chris Pine. Nigga, you losing that battle, no matter what. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you know, everybody, like, right? You, lose. Right, right. I mean, this is not even like on the MAGA shit. This is not even on any other. This is not on any of the other stuff. Like, look at your options, Mister. Right, right. Look, look, like, come on, yo. Know, you got a America's ass. You got America's beard. You got America's abs. Nigga, you losing that one, right? You losing that battle on everything. Chris Pine, who, for best I can tell, has been cosplaying as Hal Jordan in every movie he's in except for Green Lantern. Like, it's yeah. very interesting. Yes. He's super cocky and gets his ass kicked. It's very interesting. Yes. So, I'm just like, you losing that battle. So, I mean, it just, it's just what it is. You got you to gotta eat that. Same thing here. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> no shade to anybody else up against the role. But if you have Oscar Isaacs also in talk, nigga, you losing that battle. <laughs> you got Oscar Isaacs, and we can protect him from ever being Apocalypse again. Like, if he's an established <laughs> character, like, fuck what character he's playing. You know what? If he's an established character, he can't put on that blue shit again. You know what? You know what's so funny about this? I have completely away erased that movie from my mind, and the fact that it was I Oscar never, Isaacs. It, it affected me so bad. I never, I've never seen it, and I know how much he hated it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because it's like it's one of the things of like. You tell me you get Oscar Isaacs playing the iconic apocalypse in Sabanur. And you you still fake you you still you still fuck it up? Like he don't have no bars? Like, you, you, like if you to, if you went back in time and told 10-year-old Chris that you got one of the premier actors of our age to play uh, Apocalypse and then and I go and he had bars, right? You'd be like, nah, he didn't really have bars like that. I'm going to call you a fucking liar. Apocalypse ain't had no bars? Nigga, come on. 
Say what you want about is, the, last, the last ability mutant of the... Mutant talking about you. Hmm? His mutant power is actually just talking about you. Right. I, I mean, say, say what you want about the longevity of the, the, the Fox X-Men show. I get it. It doesn't hold up like that. However, Apocalypse Bars are still Apocalypse Bars. Every, they, they went around the room like, who can improve this line? They didn't do it for every piece of dialogue, <laughs> but for Apocalypse Dialogue, like, all right. 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 Apocalypse Bars last. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck when nobody says them bars were amazing. So, and you tell me you do a live action apoc- a film with Apocalypse and he ain't got no bars like that? He ain't dropping a hot 16? Come on, man. And you know Oxer Isis had it in him, too. What? Yeah. Come on. So, Which is why I think the casting for Moon Knight is interesting. It makes me nervous because I want to say this as delicately as possible. Mark Spector's fucking crazy. And it's going to be interesting. And a TV series is the right way to do it, one. I'm also of the firm belief that most of these things would be better as TV series. Like, that's just, I understand what makes the money. I understand movies make the world go around, but goddamn, a good, like, tw- 10 episode season of X Men would be fucking dope. Um, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I've liked all the creatives I've seen attached to it, all the rumors, like we always say. Um, but the, like, I don't, did you read Jason Aaron's most recent, um, arc on avengers age of Koshu. i didn't finish it yet but i know that was a, okay. i know he had so a they really part, did yeah. step up like kind of the spotlight on moon knight and made him an avengers level i mean even character really with that with that arc is kind of what aaron's doing and it's good and it's and part of it is that it's new and so i'm still kind of adjusting my perception because my perception of moon knight is like mark specter's crazy <laughs> and it's going to be interesting. Like, this is going to be one of the ones where I have to recalibrate what I know about the character. Like, just like Eternals, like, Eternals is going to be one of those ones, too. Like, I'm going to have to rethink how I think of these characters because I mm-hmm. think of the Eternals as a failed concept, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And it's on me to, to, to move past that. And that's not a, that's not a them problem. That's a deep home. It's been a nerd's entire life problem. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's anybody who can do it, Marvel Studios. Yeah, I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll power through. I sat through right. both Ghost Riders. Like, right. I'll figure it out. Right. I mean, come on. This is this is a group that also made us care about, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it's like, yeah, and like the new one too. It's not even like the the first team. So yeah, they can they can do right. it. Yeah, they didn't even go like to like Charlie Twenty Seven or anything. They went like they grabbed the post annihilation team, and I couldn't have loved them more for it. Yeah, and they pulled it off. So yeah, I, it's one of the things. So. We'll see, but yeah, um, yeah, Oscar Isaacs. We'll we'll see. Like I said, we'll see if it goes. Same thing with the John the Major thing. We'll see if they become major announcement. But usually, what happens is there's there's these talks, and then mm-hmm. you, they go away for a while. You don't hear anything radio about silence. it. They go radio silence, and that's when you know. Because then you know. That's, like, that's when you know. Because you're like, that's when you know it's on. Like, right, right. When, it? right. Yeah. right. When there's radio silence on something from Marvel Studios, that's when you realize it's like, wait a minute, didn't they cast Jonathan Majors as as What's going on? So here's the other thing too that came to my mind when they talk, when we talked about Oscar Isaac because here Oscar Isaac was one of my choices for Reed Richards. So if you take Oscar Isaac off of there, that goes back to what you were saying as well. And also if you look at what they've been, who they've been casting, we're getting black, we're getting a black first family. Okay, so part of me says yes. The other part of me read Fantastic Four twenty six, and they're just drawing him as John Krasinski now. 
Well, so so John Kurt, so <laughs> so John Kurt, just, so like, listen. There's a panel where yeah. Reed's head's coming out of the corner. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. just John Kurt's getting a beard. Like, so, that's all that so, so 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 so. I have, I have, I have, I had three choices, right? And they're all like, I don't have them ranked. Like, one right, is yeah. what you were saying, like going, going black with the blacks. I'm like, I'm all in on that. Love that concept. I'm, I'm here for it. Two was Oscar Isaacs, mm-hmm. but like my quiet dark horse that I've always wanted is John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Just give me that. Like, just, like give, give me, give me, me read it soon. Right that, like, like, I understand we can increase diversity here. We can improve the footprint. How fucking ever. We could also just do this, like because, like you know, they're already married. They're 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 great Bruh. together in movies. It's like Emily. I love Emily Blunt. She's great on the set. I'm just hey. like, listen, look. I, I I'm just saying, like I hear everybody's. I hear all the other choices. I hear going the diversity route, but like, I'm gonna let you finish back <laughs> for his family. But however, however <laughs> like you know. That's reading Sue right there, right? <laughs> like if they do that, and and I know that he, I know that he, I here's another thing. Again, talking about radio silence, I know that John Krasinski for a while there was campaigning for it, and we haven't heard anything else about it since. <laughs> so I just and everybody shut the fuck up. So again, that is still my dark horse because I'm I'm looking at all this other stuff. Obviously, Oscar Isaac might be out of the running now. I'm I'm still cool if they whoever they cast. Say what you can do a lot of shit. You can't play Mark Spector and you just can't do it. Right, you definitely can't do that shit. Right, you can't do that shit. However, I'm I'm still on the I'm still quietly on the John Emily train for reading. I'm not even quiet about it. I refuse to hide. (laughs) Just I I want to know where my allegiance stands. Like. Krasinski and Blunt. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I, I've been on this, I've been on this kick for a while. I'm glad we can come out, come out and say it publicly again, and just know where we stand on this. Yes, because to me, uh, that would be so good. Because <laughs> like, I opened that Fantastic Four book, I almost shut it. I was like, "These motherfuckers! <laughs> How dare they?" <laughs> so <laughs> yes, just, just so we're all on the same page here. Just want to get out, out level where we stand. Yeah, just so we know where we're standing here on on the mailbag on the Super Tuesday recap. This is a this is a pro John and Emily <laughs> Emily podcast here, yo, for Reed Richards and Sue. So and, and you can love what you love. That's fine. Yeah. Just don't begrudge what we love. Right, right. That's all we're saying here. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, back to the email. So I'm gonna speak about this middle part here because we're gonna come back to it because it, it talks about okay. DC, the Snyder Cut, and the Ray Fisher shit. So we're gonna get back to that because also I was gonna end the show with it, but we're gonna we'll do it with up front. Uh, so getting getting back to the good news. Um, saying she has uh, has rap rap filming and we don't know who is in the cast. Are you guys excited for the real Mandarin? I kind of like this silent movie by Marvel. I kind of want them to let us find out who the characters are when the movie drops more often. Uh, might just be me though. Also, are we getting a character corner on him? On um, on who? Oh, Shang Chi. Yeah, we probably we can probably do something on him. Um, and we did. What did we? What did we cover him in the Iron Fist one? No. Okay. Very little crossover. Okay. Um, I know nothing about him and his rogues. I would love to hear. I don't think he has really has rogues. That he does though. That's the thing. It's like started rogues? reading about like we you and I. This is one. This congratulations, Marvel. You may actually make us do real research. <laughs> one we gotta dig down into. <laughs> one we've actually got to dig for because this is this is the first time that I'm hearing a character mentioned that I can't be like, let's do it tomorrow. And just right. I know I can do it. You know what? So let's um you know what we like doing these around let's, uh, the let's time. Not put it on the books. Let's, let's not, 
Yeah, we, we, we like we like doing these around the movie, so I gotta find out when they push this movie to. Cause now that it's wrapped, yeah, right it can, now when it's allegedly right when it's allegedly coming out, and then what we'll do is, like you said, um, we'll do them around because we we were gonna do um, uh, Black Widow, uh, do a, a quick hit on Black Widow, uh, when the movie came out, but then it got delayed. So, um, maybe we'll, I know we're gonna do one on Miles next month. Uh, this is probably not coming out until sometime next year, you know, and how it comes no. out, we'll see. So, so we'll, yeah, we'll so do some, we'll yeah, we'll do one around. No, here. it may not be soon. Oh, definitely won't be soon. Uh, definitely won't be soon. Um, and he says, that's all I have for a month, I think. And I think uh, of anything else, I'll, you'll see me in November. Hope you guys are continuing to stay safe, safe once again. And thank you for your content you give your, your fans for the consistent basis. All right. So let me go back up to the top and, and read the middle part here. What? Yeah. I'm just laughing because here so, we go. So... So read this. Um, the charges against Joss have recently surfaced, and I'm not one to discredit a black man that he says he was discriminated against. My question is, what would make him wait? These charges against him, uh, um, against Joss, these are talking about Ray Fisher. The charges that Ray Fisher has against um, Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns are very serious. Uh, Jeff threatening his career. It's insane to me. Something that he should have just come out and said when the movie dropped. I know Josh wanted to bring, uh, brighten up the film and take away the supper filter, but this is different. I don't like any of it. All right, so let's start here. All right, let's start. So I did you will read- not discredit any black man's claim of discrimination in general. In specific, I'm not discrediting it, but I, I need more. We've okay. talked about this before, right? Oh, we've talked about it several times. Like. Every time he says it's a big thing, it turns into a thing like you know, they change the the, the 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 coloration of the film. Like, well, you know that your boy shoots in a way that makes people look like we're gray people, so that makes sense. Well, well, Jeff, no, 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 no. are you mad your role got cut down? Because it sounds like it got cut down one first time, but two for reasons. All right, so let's give some background. We've been talking about this for a while, but Ray Fisher finally, after nobody really taking him seriously, Ray Fisher, well, actually, no, let me take that back. WB has been taking him seriously. So, everyone's let me go back. Let me go back even. Because I got to say, I applaud Deepom for being the very political one here. I'm going to say what I said yesterday on the Nerd Off. If you guys are premium members of Nerd Off, you will hear me go very, get very angry on this. I don't believe a goddamn word coming out of Ray Fisher's mouth. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. I'm, we'll so, right. so, and, I and, and, and I, no, no. And I'm, and I'm going to go into details as to why. And I break it down a little bit further on the nerd and I'll do it here as well to say what I said there because, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you the bottom line up front on it. What was happening here is Zack Snyder is using Ray Fisher as a proxy to take shots at the people who tried to uh, follow WB's uh, vision for changing Justice League? He, they have Zack Snyder has been doing this petty, passive-aggressive bullshit ever since Justice League came out. If you have been following, hmm? yes. I don't want to cut you off. You're on a great point. I want to point out to the listeners here: we do not talk before these shows. I was not on the nerd off. This is the speech I was going to give if Chris was going to let me, but I don't have to now. This is even better. <clears throat> Go ahead, Chris. If you have been following what Zack Snyder and, the, and, the, and this whole Snyder Cut crew has been doing over there, when Zack Snyder ran off of social media to his own little social media and Discord and all those other places, he was doing this kind of stuff. 
they were he and he would never do it himself but he would drop out these passive aggressive tweets and things like this and then other people go and take it take it too far what you're seeing here is ray fisher was beholden to uh zach snyder because like honestly zach snyder was doing a good thing with ray he was giving him uh a, a guy who was coming off of broadway who had no real experience in actual hollywood input into the script so obviously when 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 Josh Whedon when um when Zack Snyder leaves and they're like we need to cut this film down we need to make some changes and they were no longer taking advice from this newbie obviously Ray Fisher was going to be a little upset about that and he went with the person who was in his corner because Zack Snyder has people that are very loyal to him when you actually go through, and I implore people, if you read the Forbes article that, that's basically the basis of us talking about this again, Forbes has updated their article with responses now from Josh, a representative from Josh Weeding and other people. When you read these things, you start realizing that, once again, Ray Fisher is not giving you any kind of details. The language that he uses, though, to make these accusations comes off as almost fake because it falls in the line. Again, if you were following any of the Gamergate people, the Comicsgate people, and I don't even know following them, but following what was happening in those in those circles and the Snyder Cut people. Aware the, of the conversation. The the wording that in which he uses and the language in yeah. which they use things like this against him. The thing that is it's like and Rod brought this up. It's toxic. It's gross. It's, you know, it's and, and doing all these things where they have real meaning, but the way in which they use them because they're not backed up with any kind of actual information. Um, look at what happened with uh, Gabriel Union. When Gabriel Union came out against Commons, uh, 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 um, what was it? What's his name? Um, the Simon Cowell, right? And she had evidence. And when and when reporters then went and talked to people uh, on those sets, they talked to people. And guess what? Those people did. They anonymously talked back to those reporters and said, "No, no, what she's saying is true. This happened. This happened. This happened here." Why are you not seeing any of that right now with Ray Fisher? When he says, like, even in this article, when you read the article and actually read what he's saying, what Ray Fisher is saying is these, he did not have firsthand knowledge of any of this stuff. He is relaying what somebody else told him they witnessed. So he never himself has said that he was actually dealing with the racism from Josh Weeding. He's saying that somebody else told him about this stuff in July. And this the year. thing about it is he makes it sound so plausible. Mm-hmm. He makes it sound like, oh, no, I heard from the dude. But then you start like if you if you caught up in his I'm sure if I heard him say it, the delivery would be a lot more convincing. But reading it. Here, 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 this, 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 this is in the Forbes article. While, yeah. while Fisher was already aware of the alleged whitewashing, we'll talk about that in a second, he didn't become aware of the racial conversation until after he started speaking out. But, but how, do you, how do you become aware of the racial things after you... What? But you claimed that there was bad things going on. How did you make that statement? Be, if, huh? How do you... That doesn't make any sense. If you didn't know that there was actual racism levied at you, how you then... These and this is from him. These conversations were reported to me by people in the room, and I wasn't made aware until after I had already spoken out about Josh Whedon. So that goes back to his original claim of bad things went down. Only goes into the idea that the 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 film was cut and and people of color were cut out of the film. Which and I'll get to that that ridiculous claim in a second, right? 
every time Warner Brothers said this, and I don't say this very often about Warner. We are we are very down on Warner I, Brothers. I was about to step in and be like, you know, we're not the place that Warner Brothers goes for to, for, for defenders. At the same time, Warner Brothers has done everything in their power to try to accommodate Ray Fisher. They went out and they got an investigator. He didn't like that investigator, so he went and got another investigator. The head, Walter Hamada, came over and called Ray Fisher and tried to talk to him. What did Ray Fisher do? Instead of just saying, okay, cool, I'm dealing with him, and I'm, I'm telling with the higher up at, at the top, and we're going to have this conversation, Ray Fisher immediately went out and tried to claim that the fact that Walter Hamada had called him was evidence that they were trying to cover it up. Now, mind you, as Rod, Rod pointed this out yesterday, too, if Rod, Walter Hamada had not called him, Ray Fisher then would have called and said that they were trying to cover up because nobody had spoken out to him. Like, this is the circular logic that was always used in this. I always talked about the Venn diagram, and I get, look, I know there's some people out there that are very excited to see the Snyder Cut. There are some people that, again, you know, um, are, well, are, are, are there very excited people. Well, no, it? no, I think there are. I think there are some people out there. That well, group, and well, then most of it, I feel overwhelmingly, it's morbidly curious. No, 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 no. But like, so what I mean by this is, think about to the GamerGate. The overwhelming majority of GamerGate were pieces of shit. There were the handful of lost souls out there who really were about gaming journalism, right? <laughs> like no it's true same thing with comics like, and everything it's like, like people who are going to the claim like i'm just a white sheet and yeah, what yeah the right hell right right there there are some people I like that right but we have to understand the venn diagram of the snyder cut toxic snyder cut bros and gamergate and and commas gate is almost a complete fucking circle all right this is why i'm able to see the language that ray fisher is using and go this doesn't make sense because it's not backed up by anything right you know, if it was backed up by something, you would have anonymous sources coming out there and backing his play. What you have, though, is you have people that will go on the record and you see their name. And you're like, but wait a minute. You were you were the um, you were the special effects editor and you were Zack Snyder's boy. Yeah, of course, you're going to back this up. So what you find here is everybody who's linked to this and speaking out is directly linked back to Zack Snyder himself, who, you know, has been doing this passive aggressive shit for years now. And him, Ray Fisher, and nobody else have ever spoke out about the toxicity coming out of their camp. But now all of a sudden they have all this stuff to talk about, Jeff Johns and Josh Whedon. And I want to make it very clear. I'm not saying at some point that Josh Whedon, Jeff Johns, and any of these other people haven't done some fucked up shit. Maybe they have. Maybe they have. But right now, I'm sorry. Ray Fisher doesn't get to use the I'm a black, I'm a black man, and they're not, because the shit he's saying right now doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. It's it's the it's the it's the gamer comic gate tact of taking actual grievances, utilizing and weaponizing those words with no idea or or respect or understanding of what's behind them. The things he's saying, like if you put them in like a a, 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 a word search, like they feel like that's when you should get mad. But then you're like, wait a second, let's see what he's actually saying. Here, here, here's one thing he says in the article. For one thing, the cast and crew were told that Zach had been handpicked by Josh to finish the film for him. I didn't find out until after the research that was a complete lie. I heard uh, whispers and rumblings of things being off behind the scenes, but nothing concrete until much later. Again, again, again. Who did you hear from? Who, did, who finally told you that he hadn't handpicked it? Was it, was it, was it Zack Snyder himself? He's a journalist, goddammit. He must protect his source. Was it, was it, was it Zack Snyder himself? Maybe it was Zack Snyder himself, right? Um... Beyond the same, but nothing concrete later. They had us go out on San Diego Comic-Con 2017 and say uh, Zach picked Josh and Josh was a great guy. I still have the emails with those talking points. Here's the thing, though. Again, let's think back to 2017 where we're at. At this point, um, 
Suicide Squad had gotten terrible reviews. The only good review film they had gotten was Wonder Woman. Um, BVS had gotten such bad reviews that they had to bring out bloggers and journalists who had been overly critical of BVS to bring them to set to try to show, see, 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 we're doing better on, on Justice League. That is, the, that is the environment you're in. We're also in the environment, and this is very key to remember this, because this is going to go to his point about things, people being cut, about people of color being cut out of the film. Justice League, when it was first announced, was a Justice League part one and part two. After BVS... That makes sense, Chris. That makes sense. After BVS, Warner Brothers said, ooh, maybe we made a mistake giving all this to Josh. Let's cut it down. I mean, giving this to, to, to Zack Snyder, we're going to make it just one. Justice League was no longer a part one and part two. Well, the problem was, because Zack Snyder Zack Snyder, he kept shooting for two parts. That is why you have so much film. That is why, right now, the Snyder Cut is being a, what, a four-part movie or four-part series on HBO Max? Because they're letting Zack Snyder go back and do his, basically, two-part Justice League trap clusterfuck, all right? You need to keep that in mind when we talk about things that were cut out of the film. If you have a two-part film, you then cut down to one part, guess what's going to have to happen? You're going to cut some things out. Also, because of the not good reaction to BVS, when you lose your director, again, because of a tragedy and his daughter committing suicide, you and you now you know, need to bring another director in to finish the film that was already you know, in a universe that was already in trouble of course, they're going to give you talking points. That is not Ray a bad thing. This shit was supposed to be an actual press conference and not a corporate event to sell the fucking movie. Of course, there are talking points. You like what the like that, again? That right there again, is like someone who's never had to I, sell anything in his life. Again, think about Ray Fisher and who Ray Fisher is. He was. I don't, I don't want to say a nobody, but he was coming off a of broke. This is his first no, 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 big Hollywood. He is a nobody. This is only credit besides, um, I think, three episodes of the last season of True Detective. So and he hasn't acted since. Like, let's be very real about what's going on. So here too. he had he never done anything to this game. level. He had never worked he, with a Hollywood he studio. Never been like on this. film, Chris. He'd never, never been, been on film before this movie. So, so him acting like, but again, this is the stuff that, again, when you look at what Gamergate did, what Comicate did, they take very innocuous things that are things that are standard in the industry, and they make them seem like they're this big conspiracy. So now he's gotten it out there that this is a big conspiracy that that you know they wanted us to lie that Josh Whedon that 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 Josh had been handpicked by Zach. I'm like, guys, that's not. First of all, first of all, who's telling you that he wasn't? Is it Zack Snyder himself because he wasn't happy with the stuff that got cut? Like that—that that makes him an unreliable source on that because it's probably Zack Snyder himself that's coming from there, right? So there's that. Um, so and again, remember, this is again going back to his his July first tweet. Josh Whedon's on-set treatment of cast crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. He was enabled in many ways by Jeff Johns and John Berg. Accountability greater than entertainment. That's what he said. But if you're telling me that. You didn't find out about the racism stuff until afterwards. Then what the fuck with the gross, abusive, and unprofessional stuff? So, so one of those things. Um, he was talking about. Um, I'm trying to find the talk where he's talking about the color correction. Um, let's see. 
da, 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 da. Uh, it's like maybe it's, yeah. So at one point, I think he's complaining that uh, Josh Whedon like fucked with the the skin tone, like his skin tone and skin tone of black people in the film, right? And even in the email that we have, it's talking about that. But I'm trying to find the Whedon um, representative statement because Whedon statement the the the, uh, the, the statement from. So, yeah, here we go. So, um, the role of Ryan Choi uh, playing uh, Zenkai was cut. Joe Morton, who was playing Cyborg's father, Silas had his role his role mostly cut and reshot. While Zack Snyder included a diverse cast of characters, many of them had roles significantly altered or disappeared from the film altogether before it arrived in theaters. Karen Bryson, who had played Cyborg's mother, Eleanor, had a role cut as well. Additionally, Kirstie Clemens, who played Iris West, was also removed from the film. So let me stop right there. Let's think about this, right? Outside of Joe Morton, as a father, there was really no good reason for any of those other characters to be in this fucking film. Chris, there's no good reason for any of them to be in the film, because it's not an origin story for those characters. You know? Yes. Yes. Kirstie Clemens got cut out of the film. But guess what? It's not like she was going to be completely gone, because she was cast as Irish West, which means she was going to be in the fucking Flash movie. It's almost like when we take out the superb... It's, you know what it is? Zack Snyder wanted to drop a double album. You want to drop the blueprint to the gift and the curse. And once it came out, everyone's like, well, this could have been one album. And I cut it down to one album, and someone's favorite song got cut. And I'm sad for you in that song. But no one else liked that song. That song was needed for the project. And is it also a coincidence that all the supporting characters, all the, all the people of color happen to be unimportant supporting characters as you tout diversity? You want to do this? Let's have that conversation. According to representatives for Whedon's... Zach, why were the characters so easily cut? Mm. Oh, it's almost as if Zack Snyder puts people of color in his film as props and they're actually not integral to the story, which makes wait, them easier wait, to cut wait, out of the wait, fucking wait, film. Wait, wait. And, and, and you're telling me that Ray thought he was the special one? Because he went, because Zach let him talk to him about the script, not knowing if any of his changes that suggested were actually made? Weird. You mean, maybe Zack Snyder manipulated this novice from the beginning? So that if anything went wrong, he'd have a mouthpiece to swear his grievances. There was a there was a thing that happened during um and it cap followed up with um it was in Gamergate, it was in Commerce and a little bit with the Snyder Cut people. This thing called not my shield, not your shield. And it's literally where the the racist white people behind the scenes would 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 use people of color and people in marginalized communities who were supporting them. To say that, no, our movement isn't racist. Our movement isn't sexist. Our movement isn't there. They literally use those people as shields, even though they were saying, not your shield, right? That's exactly what Zack Snyder is doing with Ray Fisher here. Because Zack Snyder knows he can't say this shit. He can't air his grievances about the fact that they wouldn't let him tell his two-part, you know, travesty of a fucking film without cutting it. He can't do it himself, right? So he sends out Ray Fisher, who is not equipped to talk about this shit because this shit is easily picked apart. So Josh Whedon's uh, representative says the decisions about removing these characters from the film was made prior to Josh Whedon taking control of the film. Which goes back to the point of that lied goes back to the point of cutting the film down from part two parts to one prior to him taking the film. So let's go back to something you mentioned earlier. When they told him to make it one movie, he kept shooting for two. That's it. 
Once they told him that he is before the loss of his daughter, before the reshoots, before before um, the Justice League, Joss Whedon cut came out. At that point, he decided to burn it all down. When they took away his toys and said, make it one fucking movie, you cost us a lot of money on BBS, you dickhead. At that point, go, oh, he couldn't have known this was going to happen. Great. The, the day they told him so, he couldn't have so, movie. So, 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 so I get even better because I, 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 be, I wanted to be sure about this. So what is the article date on this? So the article date on this is uh, June 2016 and Just League was coming out in 2017. So when it was first announced in 2014, it would be two parts, right? So in 2016, uh, DC creative executive Jeff Johns revealed on Twitter a couple weeks ago the first one would just be called Justice League. Because it was at that time that they had decided it was only going to be one fucking film. So if you're wondering why Jeff Johns is all of a sudden being a focus of the attacks here coming from Zack Snyder, it's because I guarantee what happened was they made a decision like, hey, Zack, sorry, we need to make this one film. I, we hear what you're saying. We're making changes here. BVS didn't do what we wanted to do. We're, making some, we're, we're doing some consolidations. And Zack Snyder did the thing that privileged white men do all the time, and he threw a fucking fit. And he decided he was going to do his own thing and shoot more than he needed to because he was going to get his way no matter what. So if you're he wondering said, I'll why... I'll show them. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'll show them. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm a fucking artist. You're Zack Snyder, bro. When asked about the two films, Deborah Snyder says, we were only ever planning to do... We were only ever planning, and we are only doing Justice League, just Justice League, in one movie. That's that's Zack Snyder's wife. This is 2016. All right? So, what that tells me is, there were some behind-the-scenes fights, and this is why Jeff John's name... Because if you're wondering why all of a sudden Jeff John's name is coming out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, like, say what you want about Josh Whedon. Right, Josh Whedon has some things. People have some complaints about it, but it's also the city is part of. This is even beyond some of the things that people say about about Josh Whedon that makes it even kind of out of character for him for this. But you're wondering why Jeff Johns' name? This is why, because Jeff Johns was head of DC Films at the time, and he was the one that came out and said it was just going to be one film. That is why Zack Snyder's ire is there. So, going back to again the Forbes article. Representative Whedon said the individual who offered this statement, talking about Ray Fisher, acknowledged that this was something that he had heard from someone else and accepted it as truth when, in fact, simple research would have proved this was false. As is standard in almost all films, there are numerous people involved with the mixing the final product, including the editor, special effects person, and composer, with the senior colorist responsible for the final, visions, the final version's tone, colors, and mood. This process was further complicated on this project by the fact that Zach shot on film while Josh shot on digital, which required the team, led by the same senior colorist who worked on previous films for Zach, to reconcile the two. So that answers the question about the skin tone, which also you got to remember is Zack Snyder shoots in fucking grayscale like that. He washes the colors out. And they were using the same senior colorist. Sound and fury signifying nothing. I was always suspected that race was a determining factor for the things, the way things went down, but it wasn't until this past summer that I was finally able to prove it. You haven't proved a shit. Haven't proved a goddamn thing. This is the kid who didn't do the reading, doesn't do the book report, and folds when the question gets asked. 
And that's why Tom Sawyer was a long book. What'd you think about this? Why do you ask so many fucking questions? Like, that's what we're getting here. Jeff Johns made veiled thrusts to my career during, during the L.A. reshoots of Justice League, Fisher said. Multiple sources have informed me that Josh threatened the career of another person associated with the production. Toby was made aware and tried to cover for Whedon rather than deal with it in-house. That's when it escalated to Shashara to get any results. What threats? What threats? Fuck that. What threats? What results? While some question the legitimacy of his claims, Fisher has made it no, clear. No, no. He claims that it went up the chain and that there were results of his complaint. What were the results, Ray? Had to go up the chain to get results. Damn it. Cool. What results, Ray? September 4th, Ray Fisher says on Twitter, so to better understand how deep this goes, after speaking about Justice League, I received a phone call from the president of DC Films, Walter Romada, where he began to attempt to throw Josh Whedon and John Burke under the bus of, in hopes of a relent on Jeff Johns. I will not. What does that mean? Why would you... What? So, you're telling me that they're sacrificing the guy who came in and saved the project of Justice League to get it out on time, which... You know, say what you will about whatever you think happened. He got that movie out on time. He also directed two what, billion dollar films in Avengers. And you're telling me that they were going to sacrifice him for Jeff Johns? Former <laughs> production assistant on the Donald Superman's and occasional writer of good books? Like, are you fucking. Like, when you say it out loud, Chris. <laughs> They're going to sacrifice billion-dollar Joss for comic book funny man. The fuck? <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, he got... Well, I lived well, in a world where well, they were sacrificing at the fucking stake Michael Bay to, to save James Roberts. You know how happy that shit would make me? <laughs> but no! no give me, give me, give me the burning stakes now. Give me the, the stakes. The guy who makes the billion-dollar properties does not, I repeat, does not take a backseat to a fucking writer. <laughs> they put movies during a writer's strike. They would never do it during a director's strike. <laughs> Are you fucking nuts? Like, it's giving me a headache. It's so, like, it's logically. Oh. And again, we are not WB people. At I, all. I and I hate... Defend WB, motherfucker. Look what you've done to me. Right, and I hate the fact that I have to defend WB here. So the fact that we're right. So, after the tweet happened, so the tweet sparked Warner Brothers picture to put out their first official statement. In the statement, a student sorcerer said, at no time did Mr. Hamada ever throw anyone under the bus as Mr. Fisher had falsely claimed or render any adjustments about Justice League production, in which Mr. Hamada had no involvement in since filming occurred before Mr. Hamada was elevated to his current position. The studio went on to say that Mr. Fisher had declined to speak to an investigator and that Fisher failed to provide specific and credible allegations of misconduct. Fisher, infuriated by the statement, told Forbes in, that the statement was a double-edged sword that helped him as much as the studio attempted to discredit him. The hit piece that Warner Brothers Pictures put out on me, it was a statement, not a hit piece. September 4th was meant to isolate me, but it ended up having the opposite effect. More people ended up reaching out and offering their support. Who? 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 We don't believe you. You need more people. You couldn't even Google who the president was at the time, dog. Like, But here's the, here's, here's the piece, again. He had a conversation with the president, and it was as big of an issue. Would he throw Josh Whedon under the bus? No. Would he throw, throw, throw John under the bus? No. He'd throw his predecessor under the bus, you fucking idiot. Oh, 
Here we go. He would say that happened under the previous president, and I guarantee it won't happen now. And here's the key, and here's how I know all of this is manufactured. Fisher saw this as a clear pattern of behavior from the studio and made it even more and made him um uh made him even more focused on continuing to speak out. Warner Brothers Pictures have been receiving a lot of bad press recently for this mishandling of HR and third party investiga- investigations. Unfortunately, the Justice League investigation has been no different. And there we have it. See, again, and this goes back to WB and us, you know, saying how terrible they are. When and I made this point yesterday on, on the nerd off. When you, when you are, are, are known for mishandling investigations, what happens is when there's that one time when people should actually believe you, they don't. Because now, can we really believe you? Like, everything right now tells me that if you look at this on, on, on just from the facts, Ray Fisher is, is out of his goddamn mind and is making shit up. But he's not I wrong in the fact that... Right, but he's not wrong in the fact that WB has fucked over for other things. Again, some similar things. Um, the whole uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. You know, between... Which um, took a turn that I didn't expect. It's taken a turn, but at the same time, it's like, it's just... It's, it's just come, I've been saying it out of it. It's completely messy. Like, maybe Amber Heard is also a piece of shit, but Johnny Depp is also definitely a piece Everybody of shit. Everybody here right. can suck. Right, Every, and the thing everybody here can say, like everybody goes, the the people that are now going on Amber Heard are trying to make it seem like it clears Johnny Depp. I'm like, no, he's still a piece of shit too. Maybe she is now as well. I don't care, they right? They can both be pieces of shit. Right, they can both be pieces of shit. But here's the thing, we do know for a fact the WB handled that investigation completely horrible and terrible, completely. you know, and completely, and, and, and everything they've done around Johnny Depp has been terrible in that case, right? So in that respect, Ray Fisher is, is the one kernel of truth Ray Fisher has is he's right on that. And Zack Snyder knows that as well. And so they're using that in the fact that, honestly, at this point, WB really can't fight back, which is why Ray Fisher is the one in front of this making these claims and not Zack Snyder. It'd be much easier for them to, to go back at Zack Snyder and say, Nick, here's the contract. Here's this shit. No, you're wrong on this. We had these discussions. But when you have a young black man making the claims of, especially during the time when we are seeing studios make bad mistakes when it comes to racial equality and how they cut care and how they treat characters and, and actors and people behind the scenes. Like he's able to get that, that sympathy from there. The problem is when you look at the actual facts and you look at how this stuff comes down, it doesn't make any sense. Ray Fisher himself has no actual proof of things happening to him. It's all from another party. It's all from somebody telling him what happened. And oddly enough, it's come out right around the time. That Zack Snyder's asking for more money for Justice League to make his Snyder cut. Weird. Weird. We're going to get to that in a minute. But like, weird. Weird how, weird are the timing of this. Just, it's it's weird, right? We're, 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 we're going to try to sit there. And, and so they're trying to make it seem like you got to, you got to discredit even, I don't even know why you got to discredit even more the Justice League theatrical cut that came out because it flopped. To build up, to, they didn't want it. Right to build up to this Zack Snyder multi-million-dollar clusterfuck that's going to come out next year on HBO Max, and all this. Is, and again, if you've been paying attention to what these people have been doing and the toxicity that's come out of them, this is so on brand and it's so goddamn transparent. And I'm sorry, I am not going to be one of those people that goes, "Oh yeah, you got to believe the young black person. He's young and black, and so obviously the the the, the big corporation and the white people are going up." No, I'm not going to do that here. I'm not. No, I I might have, I might have had some pause if at any point 
Ray Fisher himself has spoken out again. Like when when the Sonic Cup people were were making fun of and being toxic against um, Birds of Prey or other films that uh, had 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 women and things like that in it. Where was Ray Fisher? When when they were when they were going at you know Brie Larson and and Marvel Studios and, and the diversity over there, where where was Ray Fisher? You know, if it's so bad and and what, WB is so bad, Ray, why are you still shooting just this Justice League Snyder Cut film? It's almost like your real loyalty Zach lies. Snyder's a savior, the, the savior, baby. It's it's almost like Zack Snyder is is who you're loyal to, and you're doing this mm. for him, and so he can't speak out about his alleged mistreatment by WB. So you're doing it for him. Like, I would not be, like, is, are any of us, even you out, you out there that believe Ray Fisher, that still believe Ray Fisher at this point, are any of you guys even doubting that the source is Zack Snyder himself? Come on. Yo, if you still believe Jay, Ray, uh, Ray Fisher, I need you in my corner. Like, you'll believe me through anything. I mean, like, come on. Like, even if you believe him, he's getting that stuff from Zack Snyder. It's the only way. It's the only way. You know, when he tells you that is, well, I didn't know about the racism. I didn't hear it personally myself, but other people came out there and told me that I was true. I was right about it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? See, every time you say that, it gets funnier. What? <laughs> what? Like, what? the thing about it is, he said it himself in the article. He admitted to it. He admitted that he didn't hear it. You know, where, 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 where's, where's Joe Morton? If, if, if what you're saying is so right. Joe Morton would have your back. This is a, this is a, this is a person who has some credibility in the in in, in the industry. You know, a so, th- this is a man who, if he spoke and said something, motherfuckers would say, "Yeah, listen." Where's he backing you up on this? I haven't seen him. Like, where where's any? Uh, and again, even with the even with the um the 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 Jason Momoa backing of him, that was more along the lines of. The, the 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 Jason Momoa being upset that WB had announced him being the voice of like Frosted the Snowman or something like that and that Frosted whatever the fuck that shit it was and more along the lines of that he never that. he never actually came out and said that oh no 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 he's right you know there was like this abuse and stuff going on and come on you mean to tell me that 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 Jason Momoa wouldn't say come out and say that shit and and all this talk about I can't get into specifics because there's an ongoing investigation. Well, then why are you still talking to the fucking media? And that's also bullshit because we got we got we got we got we got plenty of specifics when um, Gabriel Union was talking. We got plenty of specifics. We got plenty of specifics when I mean Chris, he, he, Chris, he's falling to the line. Under audit the second they're no longer being audited. Mm-hmm. Not right, right, right. You know, I mean, come on. I know we don't fuck with him right now, get, but, but during the terror, but during the him, I understand the impulse to want to believe him. I, no, I, I get that too. Got these eyes. <laughs> no, I, I get that too. I, I totally understand the the want to the believe the, the want to believe him, but at the same time, I'm like you. I'm like, well, why should we? When when there's too many holes in the story, and it's not even like the holes are in the story of us doing our own research and digging through the... The holes are in the story from the fact that he's even giving us. He's saying himself that he... Some of the stuff he didn't even experience himself, he heard from a third party. And instead of telling Forbes or, or, or journalists 
hey, go talk to the third party and you have somebody that can go and back that up. At no point in this article do you have anybody, do you have this Forbes article, this Forbes journalist go and say, I talked to these sources and they backed up him 100%. There's none of that. It's coming straight from him. And any of the other stories we've seen, we've always seen that. In the, the Gabrielle Union case, in the Terry Crews, like we've had other people come out and non, even anonymously say, yes, they did this. And even in the cases of Gabrielle Union, she came out with details. Yep. Ray Fisher has given us no fucking details and nothing that can't be, um, uh, uh, that, that isn't, uh, like his whole thing about the characters of color were, were, were cut from the film. It's like, again, that speaks more to, jo- uh, to Zack Snyder not making these characters necessary to the, the, the film and also not realizing that, again, not wanting to accept the fact that his film is only going to be one film and adding in all this extra stuff in and that, you know, th- they were never going to put out a three and a half hour film, guys. They were never going to do that. They were never going to put out a three and a half hour film. So at some point, that stuff was going to be cut. And you're right. It's not just up to the director to do that. It is not. And the problem is, Zack Snyder went out for the person. And this is where I feel bad for Ray. He is getting manipulated by somebody who is using his inexperience in Hollywood against him. This is how films get made. Things get cut. Happens all the fucking time. There have, been, there have been things that got cut out of other Marvel films. We know this. The Donner cuts a whole thing. <laughs> Especially at WB. WB yeah, has a whole thing. In-house examples. <laughs> in-house examples. Shit. The, old, the BVS got cut. You know, the, the, the ultimate cut of BVS. You have people demanding the airs cut of, of, of this. Uh, like, you have yeah, all this stuff out here. Like, I assume that's a troll. No, people are actually demanding that. Even, because even um, when, 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 when um, James Gunn had did, a, did an article on um, Suicide Squad, I think Suicide Squad is rap. He even mentioned, he, he gave props to Ayers for his film. Even the, and even he kind of said, it's like, understand that it's not the film that he wanted to go out to the theater. So, like, it is a thing, right? It's no, a thing. What's he going to say? That movie was ass. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not getting, I'm just saying that I appreciate the James Gunn acknowledging, like, just so he didn't get people, he basically did it so that people don't try to come at him on both sides. He's like, mm-hmm. I acknowledge that, I, I think that I he did a great job. Ayers. Right. He, 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 he did the thing. And even David Ayers himself is going out with, oh, yeah, release my cut now. Dude. Like, so this shit is happening, right? So you don't get to sit here and make it seem like none of them, though, at any point, when they're saying this stuff got cut, at no point have any of them said, it's racism. It's racism. No. Like, I saw Justice League. There is no reason to have those other characters in the film. It just None. isn't. And if they were there, how significant would they be? Was it, is it one scene? Is it one scene? Dude, you were getting a cyborg movie. That's the other thing, too. It's, like, it's not like these characters are getting cut, right? And you would never see them again. Chrissy Clemens was going to be in a Flash movie. Ray Fisher, you had a cyborg sci- solo movie that was going to come out right, that would have your characters in them. He was put together a good fucking movie, and he failed at that. He has failed you. No one else has. Right. Don't blame anybody else but Zach for putting a, a terrible plan together that fell fucking through. And so, well, let's get to that part. Because that's the last part of the email. And we covered it. This is why I said this email covered everything. Saying in DC, how much money do you think AT&T had to shell out to Zach for his new movie? As a follow-up, how many movies will the Signiverse fans con that coming out of making? I'm thinking three personally, but at this point, it's not my money, so good luck. Um, so, so this is a problem. Like a real problem. Because 
they don't have the ability to tell that nigga no ever again. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like this is like, like this is like I could explain. It's basically he. It's game theory played to the end. So where now you're married to this, and after Tenet flopped, and I don't give a shit what they're saying publicly. Oh no! I, I, so so I have that, and so just so, you, just so we get some background on that, I actually was pulling that that article out right now. AT&T boss admits Tenet's theatrical release didn't play out as planned. Um, the head of Warner Media's parent company, AT&T, has admitted that the box office performance of Tenet was far from ideal. I can tell you, I can't tell you that we walked away from Tenet experience saying it was a home run. AT&T CEO John uh, Stank, Stanky said uh, during an investor call. I'm happy we did it, he continued. I think the team was incredibly creative. I think we learned a few things about what we can do. I think if theaters open nationwide, if California and New York were open, we'd have some latitude. So maybe we, we get to a place where the, there's a little bit more consistency footprint and we do more. Hey, idiots, maybe don't try releasing a, a big blockbuster movie during a goddamn pandemic okay, so, when so, you have all so, the theaters closed. That's very important. But more important is that they mention it on an investor call at all. This is not... This isn't like shuttering a movie theater, moving movie studio. This is during an AT&T investor call. They talked about one movie. Like <laughs> that in and of itself is fucking crazy. Now, take that into account with the fact that Zack Snyder said, allegedly, this is what, again, this is, we, we weren't there. We don't know what he told these people. When you hear execs from WB Talk Now, it does feel like people who have been lied to. It sounds like someone who was sold a bill of goods for, I don't know, $30 million. <laughs> <laughs> and the actual receipts coming out somewhere north of 100. And I say north of 100 because during the interview um, on the podcast, Calusio, um, Dougie Exec said, look, let's just say I'd be much happier with a 70. And <laughs> now they've put Zack Snyder's and like from like a Machiavellian like sociopathic size of view, like it's kind of fascinating and kind of intriguing how he's pulled this off from like a human being point of view. It's gross and disgusting. So what he's done essentially is said, "Look, the only way to appease these people and to get them to move on is to let me finish this cut. It's only going to cause X, and we'll knock it out." Well, now at X two, once he's two X the number, he's like, "Okay, look." It's going to cost a lot more. And I want to bring in some of these people who are, we're going to have to pay for not only flying them in, but at least quarantining and probably some, you know, workout training during a pandemic. And they can't tell him no. I just looked up <clears throat> the budget for Justice League. I forgot about this. That budget was $300 million. This has already cost them $300 million. <laughs> <laughs> an entire fucking Shazam on top of it, and they're still throwing money at this. And so, when I tell you they've lost the ability to tell this nigga no, I mean they're so fucking pot committed to this thing happening that the email question was, "You think we get any sequels?" I think they may actually shoot Zack Snyder in the face, or they triple down. They're going to triple down. They're going to. That's what. No, they are. But, now he's but, played them in the center fucking corner that J.K. Rowling keeps talking and submarining the Harry Potter shit. Tenant didn't work. Their only chance for success is for streaming to be 
uh, a big cornerstone going forward. And the only thing they built specifically for streaming is this albatross of a movie that Zack Snyder is probably going to put out in black and white just to fuck with them. <laughs> like, I am amazed at what is occurring in front of me and not in a good kind of amaze. Uh, it's, it's one of the things that they've already, but here's the thing, to answer the email, they've already done this. Their whole, multi, their whole multiverse thing where they're basically going to, they basically conceded HBO Max to Zack Snyder. Now and and, there, and, there'll, and there'll be some there'll be some things I, I did want to point out that they uh, and I'll talk about it that they did greenlight the um the Green Lanterns TV show and um we'll talk about that in a minute but like you know for the most part they basically said that HBO Max is where the Zack Snyder version of some of the stuff can live and the multiverse can live over there so they pretty much have conceded this to him already and it reminds me of that line from the Prestige when they were talking about um. When um uh 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 they had the, the the main magician you know was played by um Hugh Jackman you know when he had a, his his double Roop right and when Roop finds out that wait a minute I'm the double and I do all the work I can actually start demanding more money and that's when um they say it was like yeah no we gotta fi- we gotta find a new act we gotta get rid of the act we can't do it anymore because now that he's demanded money he now knows his worth we can't if we give in to him. He'll always have that power. We'll, we'll, we'll always have to do that. And, 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 you know, he decides that he's going to pay the money and we'll figure it out later on. And it doesn't work because like, once you give that person that power and you, 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 you get, make that exception, they now own you. And that's what Zack Snyder has done here. You've, can, you've, you've negotiated with terrorists. Not only did you negotiate with terrorists, you gave them more money and agency. Now you're all in. Now that you've made the announcement that the, cause see, once you made the announcement that you're going to do the Snyder Cut, right? Without, without really seeing how much of the Snyder Cut was actually ready, you now can't go back on it. And so now you're stuck. What you should have done first was say, Zach, we're going to give you $10 million to put the rest of the stuff together because you say it's already done. Well, I need more than that. You're getting $10 million or you don't put it out. You said it was done. You've been spending... Again, you got to remind... You, I, I like to remind people that People tend to not talk about how toxic Zack Snyder is because of some of the stuff he's done with suicide prevention because of his daughter dying. You can do that kind of stuff and still be a toxic individual yourself. And the entire thing that he spent the entire last three years almost since, since Justice League coming out, going on a tear and basically trying to undermine WB and everything they've done by trying to pretend like his cut was done and ready to go. He would do things like show passive aggressive things like show show the 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 the, the reels and show the see is done. We're ready to go. I just waiting on somebody to call me. He would get the actors like Jason Momoa and Ray Fisher to say things like, "Yeah, for my understanding, that is done. We just need to go in. And WB just needs to release it, and we're we're good to go." And then you find out it's not done, and it's not even like ten million dollars more to get it done. It's not even 30 or 40 or 50. It's not even 70. Somewhere to maybe three figures in terms of $100 million. It's another fucking movie. You're building another fucking movie. <clears throat> Which goes back to the point that we said before with the whole Ray Fisher thing. Zack Snyder's one of those got white men who can't take no for an answer. He was told no to doing a two-part Justice League film. He is now doing, because if it's, if it's a four-hour uh, four-part, one-hour things, he's making Justice League 1 and 2. He is doing what he wanted to do. 
And he and WB idiotically gave it to him without knowing. They are a bunch of morons over there. And I'm still trying to figure out what the play is. Do they think they're going to get an influx of of HBO Max subscriptions based off of the Zack Snyder's Snyder cut? Like, how do you recoup that money? How do you get that money back? How? Like, how do you determine if putting another $100 million into this works? And you have to go all in on it, too. You have to promote it. Because now it's like, you can't just drop it on there without no kind of promotion on it. And I can't wait for the promotion for the cider cut to come out. Oh, I can't it's wait. Gonna it's good. You can just... You're going to play Hallelujah, hallelujah on the, every fucking... Like, it's... <laughs> so much. Like, what are, okay, this is what you want, this is what you want, this is, this is what you guys have decided to go for. WB, you asked for this. You asked for this. So, while, while, while I, while I, I, we, we, we kind of defended them on the Ray Fisher thing, because I think Ray Fisher is just full of shit, in the end of the day, I still come back to the idea of, this is still all your fault because if you had not announced you were doing the Snyder Cut, I guarantee you none of this would have come out. <clears throat> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Zack Snyder, and again, Zack Snyder's being smart by not coming out himself because then WB would smack it down immediately and say, oh, fuck it, we're going to pull it. We're not going to do any of this stuff. So he's going through Ray Fisher, an easily disposable person who might never ever work again in Hollywood because of. The, well, actually, no, I'm not even gonna say that. People, he'll Ray Fisher will get work. He'll never work maybe uh, for anything big at WB, but he'll work at other places because people will go and say, "Oh, well, he was a young black man who was ran over by uh, a big corporation." They did bubble, they'll, they'll believe that, you know, because most people are not going to be aware of, of the the backstory in the. So he'll 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 be fine. He'll he'll move, move it on. He'll still he'll still suffer his career a little bit. And Zack Snyder is using him to throw him away. Zack Snyder didn't go and Zack Snyder didn't use Jason Momoa. He didn't use Gal Gadot. He didn't use Ben Affleck or anybody else who was bigger, a bigger name to kind of do this. So he picked the person who was most vulnerable and used him. And this is, I, I, at the end of the day, still all WB's fault. It's all your fault for giving it, they, giving even at space. At any point, they could have said fucking no. If you just said fucking no. You know what this reminds me of? The last issue of Red Robin when uh, Tim lets uh, Captain Boomerang out of jail and so I gave him every chance to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And Batman's like, you could have killed him. I, was like, I, I gave him every chance not to do this. Mm-hmm. And here we are because they had every opportunity to put their foot down and say, no more. This has gone too far. I'm putting a stop to it. Instead, yep. they said, Maybe he needs a third, a fourth chance to fuck up this universe. I hate, I'm sorry. I'm so mad. Like, I, this is, and again, we are not the more than they do. Yeah, we definitely love them more. It's, it's, yeah, it's just. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just okay. 
All right, that's what you guys want to do. Um, I'm gonna try to end on, on a good note here before we wrap this up. Um, yeah, supposedly good news, but uh, the Green Lantern series finally gets greenlit at HBO Max. Um, I know uh, Mark Guggenheim from the Arrow Universe is is gonna um help write it. Um, I believe this. I, so I, I I believe this is still falling under Warner Brothers TV. So this kind of falls under a, a Berlanti production. Um, so I'm actually very excited for this because this, this falls under Berlanti. This? this is Berlanti. Yes. So this is not going to fall under Zack Snyder or anything like that with the Snyderverse. What is, is it? Fall, the Green Lantern series. Oh yes. <clears throat> Alan Scott. They're going to do Alan Scott in there too, huh? Yeah, so they're doing so. The Green Lantern show is going to depict. Uh, it's going to be ten one-hour episodes and adventure, adventures of multi, uh, multitude of lanterns. Guy Gardner, Jessica Cruz, Simon Boz, and Alan Scott. Um, and um, yeah. Uh, and honestly, I think this is. I, I like. I, I like what I'm hearing. I like the idea of it being kind of uh, all hitting all these other Green Lanterns because to me. You know, you could always hit the big, the the, the big three in, in Kyle, um, Kyle or, or or John. Um, but getting these other Green Lanterns, I think some some play, I think is a smart move. Um, and for for being uh, under a Berlanti production, continue, respectfully, it's not the big three; it's the four. Horsemen. I know, I know, it's a, I know it's a four horsemen. I want to throw guy in okay. there, but since they're throwing, uh, I you know I, because they're throwing guy on the TV show. I'm just saying, I hear you, I hear you. Should be the four horsemen. I get you. Wrestling get matters. You. It does. It does matter. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm I'm excited for this because this is one of the things that they they talked about before about doing. Um, we saw it in. Um, we saw them kind of hint at it during the um, the crisis. Um, so I and I like the fact that uh, with them finally getting something, some movement on something with Green Lanterns, that's going to be under Balanti and them. I'm I'm here for it. Like, there's a lot of things that I I call into question when it comes to HBO Max, WB, and things like that. They're going always going to have me when Balanti's name is involved. I'm there. I'm there. We'll see. I, I, I'll, I will definitely give it a try. You know I'm in. You know yeah. Just give it a try. Yeah. You know, they, they've earned that. Um, I'm weak. So, yeah. Um, we're weak, but at the same time, you know, they, they've earned this one. You know, this is coming from the group that we've, for the, for yeah. the TV show, for, it's coming from the people that we've said that they should start listening to when it comes to certain things. So, cool. I'm going to be there. So, um... Yeah, so I'm excited to see that. Um, that's really all we had. Uh, there was some uh, some more stuff about Seth being delu- uh, delayed. WB still trying to hold on to hope that Wonder, uh, that Wonder Woman 1984 comes out in December, which... <laughs> Have you seen the cases rise up, guys? Come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Let that one go, guys. Let that one go. Not happening. Not happening. So, um, I don't have anything else. Uh, Deepom, do you have anything else? No, sir. Very exciting uh, mailbag, and um, you know, WB, get it right, please. Just I want, I want to care again. I would love to watch WB movies sometime soon, but instead, I'm be soaking myself in Young Justice reruns starting tomorrow, whenever it comes live. There you go. That's what you guys did. You know, focus on the good things. Focus on the good things. So. All right, folks, thank you very much for listening. Make sure you guys email us for next month, end of December, uh, end of November, sorry. Uh, mailbag at mtrnetwork.net. Uh, until next time, we are out of here. Peace.